Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Hub Podcast number 15. My name is Derek Wyatt. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. I'm really glad you're here with us. And what are we doing? Why are we here? Well, I'm glad you asked. And I'm assuming you aren't looking for like a big picture existential answer where I have to explain the evolutionary process to you because I'm pretty sure that story just ends with, yeah, it's all meaningless. But if you're asking what we're doing right here at the Hub Studios, then I tell you that here we talk to artists and entrepreneurs and we try to figure out how they do what they do. How did they get their start? What have they learned? What are they focusing on? And how can we as, as students, as admirers, as people who want to take our art and grow up and do what they're doing, which is monetize our talent, right? How do we build a business and a life on our particular brand of weirdness and creativity? That's what we do here. We're fortunate enough to be able to sit down with some of the best and the brightest and the most creative and let them share their stories and their experiences with us. So I hope you find some inspiration and I would love to hear from you. What stories inspire you the most? This week, Jennifer emailed me uh, after the interview with Wes saying, I love hearing these DJs on your podcast, especially Wes, because he sounds like a regular, fun, and quirky dude. And Jennifer, he is a fun and quirky dude. Uh, anyway, she goes on to say that she's trying to build up her equipment in order to be a DJ and is inspired to hear about guys like Wes who are doing what she wants to be doing. Um, and to quote another email, and I'm, I'm so sorry, I can't remember who initially wrote this to me, but he said that these interviews take the magic out of this and it makes him feel like even he can do this because he doesn't feel qualified. I, I hope I got that right. But um, anyways, I have yet to have any of the people that I've interviewed tell me how qualified and how deserved they were of artistic and business success. I guarantee none of them thought that. So it's okay if you don't feel that either. But I'll tell you from personal experience as well, the only way that you will ever get anywhere close to that dream that you have in your head of your business, of your art, the only way you're going to get close is to get up and get started, right? And keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. It is a never-ending perpetual movement forward, sometimes slow, sometimes fast, but always moving, never giving up. So even if it starts slow because you're learning and you feel unqualified or whatever, you just got to start. And take the stories of the people on here and learn from them and feel inspired. And if you need more help, please don't hesitate to reach out to us here at the Hub Studios. We're happy to be a resource to you in any way we can. Okay, so what the heck is happening here? Um, well, on a personal note, it's my kid's birthday today, and that's kind of exciting. But uh, my daughter, Juliet, my oldest, turns 19 years old. Holy shit. Do you even remember 19 years old? Man, at 19, I epitomized young and dumb. I mean, I was obviously young, but I was very much dumb, even more so than now. I sure thought I was great, okay? I didn't think any of those things. I thought it was pretty wonderful. Um, but I, uh, <laughs> I was not. But my daughter at 19, absolutely so much better of a human being than I was and, and potentially still am. <laughs> she's emotionally mature. She is driven. She's committed. She's just wonderful in so many ways. I, I sincerely think so highly of her. So happy birthday to her. Um, and here at Moments of Milestones, man, I'm not sure that we have that much new stuff going on to report. Still working on a website, uh, naturally. That's a bigger job than we anticipated because there's never anything that's 
fucking easy to ever be done, right? It's always got to be complicated. Uh, but we're still rattling forward with that. Um, speaking of, hey, I didn't get a lot of f- feedback on the Hubs websites. What, you don't like it? Um, I know I said only positive comments would be welcome, but I didn't think that I'd get zero comments. It makes me insecure. I don't know. I kind of dig the website. I'll keep playing with it if you don't think it's ready, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, okay, enough of my neurosis. Uh, today, I have a good friend of mine on the show, um, Anthony Padrotti of Padrotti's Ranch in Helotus took a second to chat with me, and that means a lot because he owns a venue that is hopping all the time. This is a busy dude. I've known Anthony for a few years now. Uh, Obviously, we've been in the same industry together, and and we've been fortunate enough to work a couple events together. Uh, But we've also had some very productive brainstorming sessions together. Um, You know, like those conversations, he just brings this energy out. And I think he just has this energy. He's like, his mind is always going. You know, those conversations with a friend where you're both like talking at each other, like on top of each other, just because you're so excited. Like, I'm not sure how productive it is necessarily, (laughs) but there's a lot of energy uh, that's created. And and we've come up with some fun ideas and and, uh, connected um, in a really good way. And he's a He's a pretty intense guy, I think. He's one of those guys that like always has his eye on the ball, you know? So it was not a big intro and chit-chat with him. He was itching to dive into the meat of things. And man, I I get why this place has been successful for 25 years now. Because Anthony and his family have dedicated their lives to trying to figure out how to be better, how to be more effective, how to offer the absolute best product that they can. And I think you'll hear, at least I could, the passion in his voice when he talks. He wants it, man. He's hungry, you know? And you to do as well as they have, you gotta be. Uh, and also, big announcement from Pedrati's. Uh, he is hosting a bridal open house this Wednesday, November 14th. Uh, that's a couple days after this podcast will be released. So please, please come. If you are planning a wedding, be there. Or bring a friend. Uh, if you are an artist or wanting to be a wedding vendor, be there. I'll be there. Anthony will be there. As a matter of fact, some of San Antonio's best wedding vendors are invited to this. It'll be it'll be a wonderful experience. I sincerely hope to see you. Okay, let's get to this episode. This is me and Anthony Pedrotti talking. Check it out. Hope you like it. going on and you're up to your eyeballs but uh how are you how's life are you busy 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 this place is um in the past six months or so it's just hit this corner that's just been the peak of just tons of business um at the since the beginning of the year you think i think it was kind of like towards the end of last year because Um, my understanding from a lot of people in this industry is that 2018 has been pretty soft for them what what's different for you so I think we had been making some pushes on website, on marketing, yeah. some other things along those lines. And we, you know, this is even six, seven years ago, we started kind of really gearing towards like a, a big a big thing just for me personally, been daytime meetings. And we've landed a couple clients that have given us a lot of daytime meeting work. And we've only done maybe three or four of the shows right now, but they're booking quarterly 
um, four shows a year, four meetings a year. Mm. Um, what does that mean? The shows, what shows? Or, or, or meetings, meetings. Oh, okay, okay. Meetings for okay. That. Yeah, and it's been a big success. How many people show up to these meetings? Like, what's a normal? It's a, it's a it's a lot of different departments. I gotcha. So t I have a lunch tomorrow with a client. That's ten. Uh huh. Ten for the for the meeting, and we've done six hundred, seven hundred. Nice. Yeah. How many spaces do you have to run out? We have five different facilities here on the property, mm -hmm. um, ranging all different sizes. One of my, the smallest space I have called the Chuck Wagon um, starts at about, I, I can probably put the 10 or 15 there, up to 80-ish. Yeah. The Broke Mill's kind of the one more for weddings that we've totally mm -hmm. remodeled in the last year or two. Yeah, I saw that. Um, that holds about that comfortably 400-ish. Last time I was here was when we had that open house and you were just finishing up the bridal suite. I assume that's all well done. Everything's done, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And that, I think, has been a good impact in weddings. We're not doing still as many as I'd probably like. We're probably doing 20 to 30 a year. Yeah. And I think we sh a goal is like the one a weekend, 50. Yeah, 50, sure. 50 but you're doing a couple a month. Fridays and Saturdays, yeah. And then mix it with your corporate Ke gigs. Well, Quintanillas. Oh, Quintanillas, of course. Throw, I kind of throw the... Uh, so this is a pretty popular place for Quintes. Well, maybe not popular, but um, I think once it's one, that's one of those things, once you do one, then people are talking about it, and you that's get another great. call from a, a, a daughter that was there or something like that. And I, I don't know in your industry, I don't know in your um, uh, opinions what you've got, but it's funny, the quinceaneras sometimes spend more than the more money than the weddings. Oh, yeah. I mean, it depends on who you're working with. But you guys, I, I would think, are very attractive because people who are dealing with weddings... You know, you're dealing with all adults, um, but you have a, a often, okay, let's just talk traditional, the parents and the kids, right? And the kids are adults too. Kids often have more time than the parents because they have a more structured career, but there's set money, there's a set budget, and a round table discussion. Whereas quinceaneras, you're just dealing with parents of teenagers. That's it. And they're fucking up to their eyeballs, and they're just looking to get this done and hope that it hits their budget. And I would think you guys are super attractive to that because you kind of have, I mean, not completely a one-stop shop, but coming into somebody like you where you go, I can hook you up with the place, the catering, the... What else do you offer? Don't you have a, a DJ that you pull in? And Yeah, yeah. Well, later we can talk about that. But that's, sure. that's a question that's been uh, – I had to kind of answer myself recently. But what do you sell? I've, I've been kind of doing some leadership stuff and trying to figure that out. But what if you can really hone in on um, that, that question, what do you sell here? Mm -hmm. And we just hired a new, um, a new sales rep. And – uh, like I told you before we started this conversation, she is a firecracker. She, yeah, she seems eager to please. That's Adrian, cool. That's Adrian, great. She is great. Um, but every day's ideas and talking about um, what we could do different and mm -hmm. to be unique. But if you really hone into that question, what do we sell here? At Padrati's Ranch, we sell the space, mm -hmm. food, mm -hmm. and beverage. Mm -hmm. And if I can get, if I can make money on those three, um, then there's a lot of other extras that mm -hmm. we have additional options and things like that. But if we bring in a DJ we try not to put a big markup on there mm -hmm. if i make a hundred bucks do a, you do that do you bring in a dj do you we, add that oh you we do can, yeah. we can we can your prob photographers is on our list mm -hmm. of of uh of uh, preferred vendors mm -hmm. and uh you know there's no we never price photographers because you know that's it's all over the it's place. all over yeah. the place but a dj is pretty standard a four-hour event comes in at x dollar a money mm -hmm. sometimes if i need to cut if if a bride's saying we need to cut the budget and get back to something, I'll just pull a hundred bucks off the DJ. I yeah, mean, that's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, like I said, if we could make our money on 
rent. So cut your profit there, but you yeah. make your money. Yeah, sure. Space, food, and beverage is where we where we make. Uh, that's our, smart. Where we make our money. Going down to the basics and yeah. instead of trying to go all over the yeah. place with lower profit stuff. Yep. Yeah. Well, so uh, we've already gotten into the weeds here. Tell me about like where where did you grow up? What's your you yeah. know? I'm uh, born and raised right here in Holotus. Nice. Pretty funny. Um, when my parents uh, uh, got pregnant or, or around that time, yeah. it was 1980. I was born in 83, so I'm assuming that 82, somewhere in there, they, f- they found a house here in Lotus, and there was nothing here. Now I was going to ask, how different Man, was it then? Even just now? my age, remembering remembering things. If anybody listening was old Holotus people, the old Handy Andy down uh, at the end of the Andy. down at the end of the block, and uh, we had like a Kentucky Fried Chicken there, yeah. and there was like a video rental place. Yeah. I was in there every week. My mom yeah. would take me in there to rent new video games and VHS tapes and stuff. Was you uh, old Nintendo oh, or yeah. Sega Genesis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, so yes, Holotus is. Hugely, hugely changed um, over the years. Well, it was a day trip to San Antonio. I mean, that was a separate little town. Typically, when I talk to people, they say they remember they grew up in Leon Valley, something like that. But they would come spend they would come drive a day to Holotus. Yeah, and or go through and go to Bandera. But um, that's you know now there's no difference. Now it's like Holotus, San Antonio. There's no real jump. Yep. Yep. When we bought this place in '93, it was my mom and my dad, and we could get into that story in a little bit, but. Um, 1604 wasn't even a, a, a full loop around at Hausman in 1604. Really? It was a dirt road underneath Hausman Road, um, no paved. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I grew up in Lotus, and I ended up going. I actually went to private school uh, for a little bit of time of my life. My parents had me in St. Luke's Catholic School, um, and I had some very, very close friends move in when I was probably around that eight nine years old age and they all went to public school so i begged and begged and begged my parents for years to what do you mean they moved in just i had some neighbors move oh in. i see family. i see yeah yeah, yeah. family moved in next door they had four kids i'm an only child mm-hmm. so the, those were like my brothers and so you sisters. start comparing your life to theirs oh, a little bit yeah of course of course and and the youngest daughter was was my age so they were two older brothers basically mm-hmm. and a sister and then another sister uh they were four kids and then me was one but I, I was over there every single day. Sure. Uh, the mom had dinner for me all, all the times and stuff. What's well, one more? Right. Yeah. Come on in. I yeah. just, this is funny. I tell people today, back then maybe that, that was weird, and maybe today that doesn't really go, but I just walked, I'd walk over. It was right next door. Walk over, go through the back back little gate, and I'd just walk in the back door. With your buddies, that was okay. I mean, I grew up in the 80s too, and that's that's just what you did. Walked over and came in the house and... Yeah, it was hey, and hey. parents didn't freak out no. if there was one more kid. No, uh, no. But yeah, and so uh, I think this generation may be a little different. But um, so at some point, begged and begged and begged, and my parents let me go to Stinson Middle School, and for sixth grade, that was my first trip out of private school, and I got in so much trouble that year. They sent me back to private school, seventh grade. And then <laughs> what got, kind of trouble can you get oh, in sixth grade? Just, just detention and talking in class. Oh, okay. And, you know what I mean? You're and, just a general just, pain in the ass. Oh, it's not like you were oh, suddenly yeah. dealing drugs. No, okay, okay. no, no. Yeah. But it was, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty interesting. And uh, so then got to public school all the way through high school, O'Connor High School, and then moved on to UTSA. Nice. Yep. And then, um, Right out of UTSA, I think, I didn't really know. I think it was like, what do you do next? And maybe going back, uh, if you could have done a couple things different, maybe going somewhere and working 
somewhere else first and kind of getting a feel of a real corporate America, something like that. And maybe the, that's good, maybe that's not. But I came right to work for my dad. Mm-hmm. Graduated mm-hmm. 2006, mm-hmm. the December 2006, and I was working January 2007 mm-hmm. and uh, just went to work. And so here we are 10, 11 years later. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot in that gap. But, oh sure, yeah. 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 Well, um, were you close with your folks by the end of? Uh, you know, it's funny when you. I finally moved out in the middle of college. So I moved out of my parents' house probably like that sophomore year, college, something like that. And I feel like when something like that happens, when you move out, then the time's more valuable with them. Not that you're there every day, and I yeah, feel sure. like you get a little closer mm-hmm. in those times. Um, not really the working relationship. Probably through college, I was probably here like bartending and sweeping floors and mopping floors, but nothing in sales or nothing in really understanding what the business looks like yet. Yeah. Um, I went to school for business, so I was kind of learning more marketing and more what that means to have employees and what that means to retain customers, and I was learning some of that. So it's probably kind of funny. I, I wish they could tell some of that, but I probably came in here with a thousand ideas. Of course. And and I don't know if one stuck. Well, yeah. yeah. No, we, we get people young aggressive hungry and smart uh, you know this is not a knock that's just where they're at in life yeah. and they come in and go oh have you tried and have you considered like, yeah 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 i've been doing this for 11 years i i have tried and considered i may not be able to tell you exactly what theorem you're you know yeah. like you're naming the, but i've tried it yeah. uh yeah but that, i mean it's good that's where you start and yeah. you, you want to get out and rule the world because you think you can because you're 23 yep yeah. yep yeah. um so you're just taking on shifts where you could fit in your hours, ten and bar. In college. Yeah, yeah, just in college was just kinda hanging around the place. Yeah. I think knowing I was gonna work, I don't know what I, I don't know what my dad ever thought either too, if he's gonna work here or not. But so I, there was no like you're gonna be part of the family business son kind of talk? No. Nah. And I think it just at some point in my life I just I'm the only child. I think I kinda wanted to see the place sure. continue to succeed after him, but I don't even know still today if he's thought that far through you yeah know, you know what i mean but we're here we're we well he's got to be pretty proud of himself getting it this far man i'll tell you what but he, how old did you mind me asking how old he is i think he's 77 years old oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah and uh he's come a long way i'll tell you a pretty cool moment i thought um one day he so i, I do want to get into the to the how this place came about do it. he about 40 years 45 years ago started just catering by Padrati's, and that was just a catering off-site they would go to venues um and cater doing the food um at places like this or what kind of food at that point probably just anything anything the client would ask for yeah you're gonna write me a check i'll cook it yeah exactly exactly (laughs) run in a a catering company out of a little kitchen downtown on Mm -hmm. sazamora street and um they did it for a long time and and that's i'm i guess i'm lucky uh, or I just was hit the right age. I didn't have to do a lot of that business because I was mm. too young. But there's people still here who work today that were involved in those days. Oh my God! They said, "Man, that was the that was the hard that was the hard work of the of the loading and unloading trucks." That's some ridiculous employee retention. Oh man, that's you know that's that's we. We had a little event actually this past weekend. A, 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 a funny, a quinceanera or a sweet sixteen for one of the employees' daughters' mm. daughters here. Oh wow! And a lot of those old people showed up. You know, oh. not not old, but a lot of the I know what you the mean. The older employees that we the used old regime, to, yeah, man, they were all here, and so it was cool. Um, but they were doing all that for about you know a long period of time, 
in about the ninth, somewhere in that late eighties, nineties, they got the contract at the Alamo Dome. So he was one of the wow. four caterers that had the exclusive rights to cater in the Alamo Dome, and that 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 worked for a while. He said he. So was he just well networked, or was he kind of a smooth talker? I mean, no, what? Nah. the well networked is it still wow. today? If 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 I'm sitting with a client and him, and they say any company, any name, something, he says, do you know? Do you know? Uh, this and that and they're like yeah yeah oh he's that guy and that's he, cool what a is, talent man. yeah yeah and uh somebody the other a mark we, we were gonna thinking about hiring a marketing company one day and the, we, they left with you've got to get your dad on linkedin just to collect those contacts oh and it's an interesting thought yeah we've never done it but um so going through about that 90s somewhere in there um the kitchen was downtown they were catering off property they were they were doing as as hard as work as they probably could to to make money and this property became available um this was called the shooting star ranch it was a guy that uh had created the concept of kind of a dinner and a show old huh. western uh type of type of uh dinner and a, dinner and a show type night uh i think his vision was something along the lines of like uh people would come to San Antonio, they'd spend a day at Fiesta, Texas, a day at SeaWorld, and a day here at the Shooting Star Ranch. Wow, that's very... Old West Saloon, and uh, he... Uh, Grand. Yeah. He was from California. He was bankrupt in the first year. Oh, so no. all that was here was the uh, the original building that we still call the Shooting Star. Right. Um, and it was gravel parking lot, gravel indoors. Uh-huh. It was a stage. Uh, what do you have, horses and rodeo stuff? I, yeah, just be, I, I don't remember, none, no animals. I think oh. he had a lot of hopes and dreams um, of putting stuff here, but there was no rodeo arena was, was here yet. Uh, there was a commercial kitchen, and I think that's what intrigued my dad. He, mm. want, he thought possibly he could move his kitchen from downtown Zazamora to Holotus right in our backyard. Sure. Um, so he uh, started inquiring on the property, and they found out that it went to foreclosure, and uh, he got a realtor that started looking at looking up the property, and the guy told him, "Louie, there's no, there's no chance you're going to get something like this. This is uh, people like Red McCombs and people big hitters are interested." Oh. And so he said, "Okay, well that's thank you very much." And what's the day of the auction? And they told him whatever it was, and he went late on that day uh, to the to the to the bank or wherever it was, and uh, nobody had showed up the whole day. So he started talking to the, the banker, and he said by the by the time he walked out, he made a deal for a ridiculously low amount of money. Because they didn't think they were going to sell it. Well, for, I don't. I mean, but just for back then, yeah, n- nothing. And I, I, you know, I don't even know the amount of money. But he said he didn't have a thousand dollars in his bank account. But gotcha. He, he made a deal that was that he ten percent down and carried the note for how many years and this and that. And he walked out of there and he called my mom and they went right to work trying to sell everything they had to pretty much go all in on yeah. this on this property wow um he started uh and the rest is history uh, wow they, they 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 did a lot to get to that point and then i don't know if he ever i told him the other day i don't know if he ever envisions something like this and he said of course i did oh, of course he did he yeah, had this yeah. in his mind all the time so <laughs> from that one prop from that one tiny commercial kitchen and the room with uh, at with gravel floors yeah. and the gravel parking lot, this and that, to five facilities, um, 35,000 square feet on one side, all under one roof, air-conditioned, two other facilities on the other side of the ranch, fully enclosed, air-conditioned, climate-controlled, to doing, yeah. I think we're doing 
close to probably 175 events a year or something like that. That's it's, beautiful. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's been a big deal. That's a hell of a story. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So that thing I was going to tell you, that one moment that I, it touched, it just, it made me think a little different. We finally got, uh, at some point, this was funny, we got an inquiry one day or a phone call in that said a lady wanted to book a one-year-old birthday party. We mm -hmm. get some of these sometimes, and I say, you try to be as nice as possible, and you say, you know, we can do it, no problem. Um, we'll help you out, but you don't want to say they can't afford it. But No, of course. To do a one-year-old birthday party here, we have some minimums and things like that that we try to make sure an event is makes you a little money. When you turn the air conditioner on and all the lights on and you've got employees standing there, yep. there's a cost that comes with that. And so we said, you know, and to bring in moon jumps and food and yep. everything for a one-year-old birthday, I just said, you know, I think it's going to be a little expensive, and I don't know if, you know, let me send you something, but... Um, you know, we'll let you let me know. Yeah, and well, you never know who they are, or what they're sitting on. But I was very kind and real nice on the whole deal, and tried to work with them. And I sent that thing out, and she wrote me back an email saying, "Hey, I think that you're right. I think it's maybe a little too pricey for the one-year-old birthday party." But she said, "I work for Eva's Heroes, nice. and I'll let you know if anything ever comes, if, if we ever run across anything." Yeah, and so. And that's a situation. Instead of just saying no, of course, there. I, I'm real big about this. Uh, uh, I hate to to even in customer service these days when you have to phone call in anywhere you have to call because you got problems and they just the answer is no right off the bat. Hmm. I, I I can't stand that. And so that this is a good testament to that. Saying I didn't just say no, we're not going to do it. We tried to put something together for them and work with them. And she said no, it's all right. We we probably can't do that, but. Um, I work with Eva's Heroes. I had no idea what Eva's Heroes oh, actually yeah. was. And this was in 2000, probably 2009 or 10. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually maybe even before that. But um, she called me back about six months later and said, hey, it's Eva's Heroes again. And we're mm -hmm. playing in our celebrity casino night. Mm -hmm. Well, um, yeah, let me help you out. And it ended up being Eva Longoria. Yep. And they came out. She came out one day on a on a day we had nobody here and pulled in we walked to all the property and saw everything and we started putting the pieces together of an event like that and uh and uh we did a three year uh three years together with teamed up with them and did a huge celebrity casino night that was i mean amazing amazing and it was during one of those that uh i think it was during one of those we had to move we had to move the stage uh a little bit because we built them like a VIP room mm -hmm. off the, it's kind of hard to off the stage. Mm -hmm. But when we moved that stage over a little bit, and it was work to do that, that gravel was underneath that stage. Uh -huh. And my dad looked at that gravel one night, and we're sitting there. Just it was maybe a couple of days before the event, and we're sitting there, and it was just kind of like it was one of those moments, like maybe nobody even said anything. Yeah. But it was like, man, we come a long way. Yes. Now, yes. You know? And uh, that's cool. And that. that you know, a few years back there, and I think there's plenty more of those moments mm -hmm. to come here because we are just still on the rise here. Now that's really cool. So, what all when you decided that you 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 were figuring out what you sell? Uh, twenty five. I mean, this is is my math right? Are we twenty five years later now? From ninety three, two thousand thirteen, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. yeah. So you're twenty five years. Twenty five. That's years huge. Congrats at this, at this property. Yeah. Um, what is you know what are some of the major major changes uh and i'm sure there's a thousand but some of the big ones if somebody had walked into the shooting star ranch then and walk in now like what are the things you're going to go oh my gosh oh i'll tell you a big thing oh, okay. well, for, uh, 
we have pictures somewhere, and I can't find. I've been looking for it. Oh. One funny thing is, uh, when we bought the place, this uh, there was there was picture books and stuff laying around, and there was a photo when they were installing, I think probably air conditioners or something here on the roof. There were pictures shooting of uh, standing on top of the roof of the shooting star, looking back towards Hausman Road, and it was all trees. Mm. If I go up there today and take a picture looking back towards 1604 Hausman Road, it's all rooftops, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. people coming this way uh, has been. Some people look at that as a negative, but I'll tell you what, that's a key to the success of this place. Sure. That is just not because we did anything great or we did this big marketing push or anything like that, but we are close mm-hmm. to everything. The city kind of grew up and moved our way, yeah, and now. Ten years ago, the phone call would ring and say, "Where, where is that?" Oh, and, it was on the and, boonies, and 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 we'd have meetings where somebody would say, "We never knew this place was here." And sure, we still get that a little, but I used to get that every time somebody walked in, uh-huh. and I get that about one out of twenty. Now they walk in and say, "We now now you call and you say, oh, Padrati's, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, we're yeah, we know where it is." Well, was there uh, was the intent to be an event venue? That's a probably a question for my dad. I I. I'm sure it was the intent was something along those lines, but I don't think he probably had the ideas sure. of the uh, versatility mm-hmm. that we have at this point. Um, Pretty quickly, it sounds like you look around and go, "What are our assets? Okay, we got to sell those." Well, yeah, yeah. So I think space and events was always it. I just don't know if so. We try very hard at weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, weddings, Keen says, family. I kind of call that social. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Then go into like corporate, which mm-hmm. corporate, I, local corporate to me is like the daytime meetings, yep. uh, Christmas parties, yep. company picnics. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you jump over to like convention groups, mm-hmm. which are the groups that are coming in from out of town mm-hmm. that are spending four or five nights in one of the big area hotels. And we might get one of those offsite nights to do a full blown rodeo, nice. a live country band. Uh, Longhorn Mechanical Bull. Wow, they're here for three hours, but they want to see Texas. Yeah, we of course. Put some brisket and some whiskey yep. in them with some good entertainment, and that's that's a that's a convention show that those people leave and say that's the best experience they've had in the last ten years. Wow, uh, and those are big, huge groups. We've started getting into um, conferences, trade shows, um, just because of the sheer size of the space that we have. Uh, we've adapted to kind of what other people are doing mm-hmm. around town and we have a big open facility that can house a lot of people you don't want to leave out fundraisers mm-hmm. casino nights mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying i don't know if he saw that picture when he first was getting started yeah but we've just we've got there well you have a pretty unique perspective yourself um i mean you're educated you grew up in an entrepreneurial type family so you kind of have it in your blood and you have the formal education which does dad did he have that or was he just kind of like a nose to the grindstone keep going it was in his dna almost yeah i think he did do some uh a lot of some college mm-hmm. uh i think he got to a point where i think he went off into the navy um i think it was a decision to keep going to college or to just get out of that he went to st mary's university i know um i think he was studying like engineering or something so he, he says that a lot where he has an engineering background and he knows he's a lot with numbers and he knows that uh, 400 people need two buffet lines instead of one, and you're not going to have mm-hmm. a lot of people waiting for mm-hmm. food. And that that's that that's one that's one that's some of the things I I hope I I wish to learn 
from him all those invaluables there. Yeah, whatever algorithm he's got going on in his head. Yeah. He stays a lot in the kitchen. He's kind of runs that whole show there. I've kind of let let uh, started leading more of the sales side of things, more the front of the house of things. Uh, and he is just very good with the food. That's one thing I always worry about. If, I, if he wasn't here, can I really take over and run the kitchen? And I, at this point... That's I, a very different skill set going... Food. I mean, well, not just food. I mean, take any business. I mean, if you were running a manufacturing plant and you were the face, you were the front guy, you were the head sales guy, and they went, hey, I also need you to take over production. Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, that's a whole different yeah. uh, you know, the, side of my brain and thing that yeah. I haven't exercised. That's a, that's a weird place to... And the but, funny and the funny thing is, there you probably know this. I, I could I could cook for you and me and, and and both our wives, and we can have a real nice dinner. And I'm I'm sure you can too. But somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, now we want that same meal, and we want it to taste the same mm-hmm. for 400." Mm-hmm. There there's got to be some prep in there, and there and you're making a five course meal and putting it all together. And when do you put the chicken in? And mm-hmm. how, it has to hold in the oven a little mm-hmm. bit of time mm-hmm. because you don't just cook and serve right on the plate. That's just things I've learned. I, I I probably have a little bit of background there, but I I know that I need some more. Le- oh yeah, learning. Well, it's the concepts that you can start going. Hey, I'm doing pretty good, but once you get into the minutia, you go, yeah. oh crap. Yeah. There's a lot of decisions that got to be made. And yeah. I'm not totally sure which direction to go. Yeah. Well, so go. You have this interesting place, this like perspective that you have coming into a business that's already going. Yeah. But it sounds like. Um, you, you know, a lot of the growth came from when Holotus grew up a little bit. And so you have been a part of not just the, the initial entrepreneurial and watching your parents do that, but you have been within the business when it kind of exploded, it seems like. Um, and what, uh, I mean, how much have you had your hand dipped in that? I, I don't, I don't know where you were at in that. Did you have decision making? Did you watch it happen? Did you, you know, where, where did you fit and all that yeah 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 um i i like when you said exploded but i would always say exploding mm-hmm. i like that ing oh lot, still going a lot yeah for sure no um, that's fair yeah 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 that we are just we are non-stop um I, like anybody i think you'd like to say you you had a big part in lots of little decisions um that that went towards a goal of bringing in more at the end of the day making the bottom line bigger and bringing mm-hmm. in more business and just keeping that name, um, that name getting more popular around the city. Uh, I came in at a time where some of the some of the pieces I think I've added to the puzzles. I came with a marketing background, so I think like getting the website up to date, um, getting fresh pictures involved, making it easier for clients to write in and making it easier to get information out as soon as possible and keeping contacts going we're probably not the best at like retention and following up and really staying on track of the people that want to be here and spend money Mm -hmm. um but we're working on that Mm -hmm. and adrian has been hired another reason to uh put some more of that together Mm -hmm. so um you know i come with some of those things new signage out front mm-hmm. new fre- freshening up these buildings mm-hmm. that's one thing you you said a little bit ago about what's different now than maybe t- 20 years ago mm-hmm. maybe even 15 years ago when my dad built up all five facilities mm-hmm. they all looked the exact same 
everyone was oh wow everyone was the exact mock of the other one different sizes yeah. and different configurations but all with the uh, same idea of uh, the wood paneling wall looked very Western uh -huh. um, attitude like this and uh, then we um, we took that over and we went to a uh, like we expanded the broke mill to make that look more wedding ish yeah we took and not by we didn't want to remodel this is one story we could go into the shooting star mm -hmm. it burnt it we had a fire in 2012 oh my god and it totally um totally uh burned not to the ground but it was unsalvageable unsalvage so we by by default had to remodel that one and we took a different look there we just made everything Why, fresher what happened you're gonna you 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 won't believe it but my mom she that's a key component of her she does a lot of the back end work here and uh that nobody ever sees and nobody probably appreciates enough probably, but yeah. does all the laundry yeah. and does all the linen and she was doing linen um on December 29 2012 and just fire the the dryer caught on fire and she ran out the door as fast as she could and it just totally ruined the the shooting star oh my gosh yeah and so by default, like I said, by default, that got that room got remodeled and just got like a fresher, a little bit more elegant Western look. Yeah. The Lone Oak still has that original uh, look and feel. We haven't done anything yet, but that's we hope to go there next. Um, but I think people book that space just because of sheer size. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. You have the Shooting Star, the Lone Oak, broke, the, broke, not broke back. What is it? <laughs> <Come on. laughs> no, I know. Bro I know it's not. I was, that's the word that came out, but I can't remember. Broke mill. It's like broke mill. Broken uh, Yes. And then Chuck Wagon's a small Chuck one. Wagon. And then Corral sits in between the Shooting Star and the Lone Oak. Um, one huge improvement we just did about a month ago. We put three airwall systems into the Lone Oak that connects that corral. So now instead of like a 15,000 square feet, there's about a 25,000 square feet. All looks like it's one. So we're getting to like a little mini convention center That's beautiful. out here. And we've, that big conference we just did, that they needed that. What's the what's the biggest challenge when you deal with something with six, seven hundred people? I mean, do you have parking for all that? Do you have bathrooms yeah. for all that? You yeah. can yeah. staff it? Yeah, debt parking is probably one of the bigger issues. We we here at Padrati's um, don't have all the parking lot lines and everything like that, so we hire like a security team sure. to run that staffing to park everybody and Smart. we get everybody parked. Typically a number that size. Uh, this weekend we got uh, two thousand people coming. To company, wow! Company, Holy cow! Company picnic, um, and but a company picnic is different than a daytime meeting. A company picnic probably going to have four or five in a car, three to four to five in a car. A daytime meeting with like a, a HEB USA rack space, something like that. They're going here instead of going to work, so that's so all one individual. per car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you try to get some golf cart shuttles to make it mm. uh, make it a good experience. That that parking is the first impression that somebody has exactly walking into your space you don't want people coming in grumpy and it's happened before when, when, when we have a lot of people that's everybody says i'm handicapped and they have the handicap placard and yeah. we only got 10 or 15 spaces in the first the first 20 out of <laughs> the first 20 cars there's 10 of them in there that got the placard so yeah they, they take up those spaces and people are a little bit a little bit irritated out there but you know you get them in and, and like i said we're then we we run our show on the indoors and, and we are I feel we're probably the best in the business in putting the event together, day of show, running the running the show. I guarantee our food. I'd put it up against any um, catering company, hotel, anybody here in town. Good for you, we've got the best kitchen I think right now that we've ever had. 
um, in our food. That's a nice feeling. I guarantee on a on a on a site visit day that the client would come sit down and have taste a site visit for two people. It'll be that 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 quality or better on the day on the that night of the event. Five hundred. Do you guys do outside catering still? No, no outside catering. Um, we uh, that's the that's the old loading and unloading trucks that might. Yeah, dad, you don't want to get into that I again. He, hey, when you're when when you can do it all here on your property, and you forgot you forgot the milk or something, yeah. you go back to the kitchen and get the milk. And if you're out there 30 minutes or 45 minutes away, and you forgot Schaefer's or Sterno to keep the food hot or something, you're, you're in trouble. You're out of those luck. are the days I don't remember much. I, I do remember little bits and pieces, but I never had to work those. Those. Well, as comfortable as you are sharing this, because I don't want to put you on the spot. Um, what do you feel like? Because I. I, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are people, they're not necessarily users trying to plan their event. They're people going, trying to figure out this industry, trying to take their art and, and turn into an entrepreneur. Or So I, you know, you not being like the original, yeah. you have this perspective of coming up in the business. What are some of the different struggles that you have faced going, all right, I have an existing business, I'm working for my parents, which is unique for sure. Um, I mean, what have you dealt with? Again, sharing whatever you feel comfortable sharing with that, because I don't know all your story. Yeah, um, in this business, um, in what's what's unique about this business is we, at the end of the day, we're doing we 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 we're throwing parties um, for either some individuals companies, corporations, something along those lines, correct? Right. So in 2008 when there was a big when there was the big market kind of crashed Crash, and companies yeah. needed to kind of realize how to how to how to hold tight this and that, what's something that they can cut out of the budget um, that they're going to be able to maybe save a little bit of dollars? Social stuff. A company party. Yeah. Uh, brides were probably still getting married around in that time. I was just brand new here during yeah. that time. But that's a struggle I know that my dad would talk about yeah. if he was sitting right here saying there was a lot of company Christmas parties that year. That was around that October time that mm -hmm. they got calls in October, November that said, we're not doing Can't our party. Do and we've been holding those dates for how long and yep. things like that. I, that's probably a pretty poor Christmas year there. Maybe in 09, it's probably still there. And sure. maybe that 10, it started kind of turning around. Um you know, even conventions that were coming. To, I bet you San Antonio could talk about this. They probably lost some conventions that even the whole city lost out on during those oh, times. Oh, sure. So when the economy struggling, yeah, yeah, when the economy's going good and when things are going, which has probably been us the last ten years, everything's been going great. Everything. There's probably a lot of venues pop up, and there's a lot of uh, people that think they're going to jump in and and get in the market and try to kind of figure some of this out and mm -hmm. and run. I, I know one that just popped up recently that's that's uh that's there uh a, a, kind of a new competitor of ours but if that market got bad and it got tough they might not be there uh for too long yeah you guys have weathered the storm couple storms in 25 years yep um this is one thing too if somebody was thinking if somebody out there right now is thinking possibly open up a venue there's a t i went to the wedding show this last wedding show and i talked to the guy running it and he told me there was over 45 venues at the show and there's only like 120 vendors i think or 120 booth spaces that he sells and to have over 40 something venues that just goes to show you what i'm kind of talking about everybody's opened up these mom and pop type um 
ranches, farms. That that's in right now. I think yeah, in the wedding industry is the the you, rustic look, yeah. rustic look, and this and that. And so there's a lot of competition in the venue business. One thing that we've done that's unique is the see my dad came from catering first, right? So food was always a high priority. That's why our standards and our quality of our food are. I'll just go out and say it right now. The best mm -hmm. is because we came from that and got into the venue business. And a lot of people are doing it the other way, which I, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's tons of venues that are popping up everywhere that are opening up as the venue. And then you bring in whoever caterer you want. Right. And I think that's a little attractive to brides and grooms because they can go pay their whole budget on this beautiful venue and then they can go get a $10 caterer. Yeah. And we're the opposite. We're gonna charge you probably a little less for the space. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of value in our room rental because we offer linens, centerpieces, decor, an event planner to kind of help you put things together for you. We've done it so long, we're, sure. we can help you there. But then you pay here a little bit more for the food and the, the beverage. Food yeah. The food and the beverage. And Well, what's average cost for a, a plate of food? <sighs> average cost, 30 bucks, something oh, okay. like that, okay. 25 to 30, and then you can, we can go all the way up to as, as high as you want to go to make it sure. real. In case there's more money left in your wallet, of we're course, happy to take course. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, open bar would, you know, that, that's going to jump, that, yeah. that, yeah. jump that price up. Um, but that giving somebody, giving somebody a little bit of advice, that's also the struggle is to have the venue and the catering and. Yeah. The bar's not 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 the not a big issue, but to have it all there on the property, yep. you got you, you're running three or four different ships here now instead of just the venue. Well, how is it on sales? I mean, do you have people? Surely, there's got to be a little bit of sticker shock when you when you go, well, hey, Brand X is only charging me six thousand dollars for the venue, but you're going, you know, this is a twelve thousand dollar price tag, and you have to go, yeah, yeah, I know, but it's the venue and the bar and yeah. the catering and the linens and all this stuff but on the sales side we got to be a little bit um a little bit what do you call that um i don't know the word you got to be a little bit um with education up front yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah a little educating to the client sure. saying hey yeah we understand you're gonna get over there for five thousand dollars you're gonna get the place but then now you're bringing in yeah. linen, you're bringing in chairs, you're bringing in tables, you're bringing in food. The food that you're, they're gonna sell you for $10 is gonna be on plastic mm -hmm. uh, plates and napkins, and then they didn't tell you they're not serving it. They're gonna right. drop it off, and now do you know who's serving it? And when you start educating clients a little bit like that, they start saying, oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. And then that bill, you know, if they add the china plates, if they add a server to serve, if they add a bartender, because there's no bartender yet, right? and they, they added tables and linens and things to that bill, and they have to do all that on their own, and then they put those two together, it starts getting a little bit apples to apples, and we're probably close. Sure. And I always tell clients, and brides especially, I pro when I, a little bit more, your time is worth something. Yeah. And I love to see on a Saturday morning, 11 a.m., something like that, a bride and her mom, and some of the girls are out there in the front lawn. Right drinking some champagne, yeah. kicking back, relaxing, not in the venue, Stress putting their putting yeah. their linens on, doing their own centerpieces. Yeah. We do that. Yeah. We, it, we, we, I'd love to, I love to take that stress off, even corporate clients. Sure. I, I, my, my, probably one of my best, my best lines to a client is like, if I can put the whole thing together for you, 
make you look like the hero. Let the your bosses saying, "Man, Christina, this is the best Christmas party we've ever had. Right. Thank you for everything you did." Yeah. And she didn't even do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but my favorite. Sure. That's, that's my favorite part in the whole yeah. business. Because yeah. where do you think she's going next oh, year? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yep. You know. Well, so what do you? Because now you're at the point to where you're you're educated, you're experienced, you're. I mean, I don't know how much of this, I guess you run the front end and a lot of the business and dad runs the back and mom runs a lot of the other side of the back. What What is it that, besides just generational jump, what is it that you bring uh, that's different than an, the original entrepreneur? Oh, man. Me personally. Is that fair? That's I know fair. I'm putting oh, you on no, the spot. No, 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 that, no, no. Me, me personally, um, that generational gap between me and my dad, I he comes from a whole different way of thinking I think and he comes from a whole different um, just time time in his life and he's worked very very hard and he's had to put the grind in mm-hmm. um, to get to where he is now uh, one thing I think that's different with me uh, just what I try I guess I, I it's not probably there but I try to bring is just a different relationship with employees mm-hmm. um, I think there's just a way that employees are your ticket that's your key to understanding and to learning what you can change and do different um you know for your company to keep going and being stronger and better uh we've tried to sit down and even just we we just started even in the last 6 months as even just having a meeting once a week we we never had done that and and that's something you learn in college or that's something other people are doing sure sometimes daily but you start asking the employees some questions what could we do different what's going what do you see working what do you see not working and they can tell you they can tell you 25 things that 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 you with your eyes will never see a completely different perspective being on the ground floor yep yep um i think one thing is just a good attitude around here as Mm. as you know anybody with employees and having having uh you know as big as a it's funny. I, I'll, I'll say as a big company like this, and mm-hmm. and we it's really not. We have about ten or twelve full time staff, yeah. And then for events, we're hiring a, a lot of part time. So it's not a real big family here, but it's a very close knit um, family that man, we have our ups and our downs, sure. just just like everybody else. But trying, trying is that word that ing again to just always be bringing that inner good energy, positive attitudes, and making the place somewhere where like those employees are excited and happy to come nice. to to yeah. work if you can do that those customers are going to see that for sure especially day of event yeah if you have day of event and, and your employees are mad and walking around with frowns and pissed off and that's not a nobody problem. wants to hang out with that it's a bad culture yeah exactly culture that's a great yeah. thing trying to increase the the positive in the culture is i think something that's yeah. that that is important to me that maybe wasn't so important to my dad back in the past yeah um and he he's probably a little bit far gone by that and not not the rah 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 type personality yeah, yeah sure yeah. well you know generationally and and i think we live and and this is kind of panning back maybe too far but um somebody a, a boomer who potentially went through uh you know the end of the war and then got out and just you know uh, ran as hard as they could with whatever, you know, because it was like the beginning of um, a really good financial time in America, right? Yeah. Was it, yeah. it sounds like where your dad grew up, but it was still hard work, yeah. right? And and coming from, you know, the generation before being the quote-unquote greatest generation in America, which, I mean, I'll, I'll give them credit for that. Um, lots and lots of 
you just put your nose to the grindstone, you work your ass off, and that's how you succeed. And they didn't have the technology advances. There was not quite the financial security that we have. Fast forward to where we are, and we can get shit done on our phones that would take them all day. I mean, I talk to some of the guys who train me in sales, and they'll talk about you know the the hours and hours and hours that they spent at their hotel pay phones, making sell you know making calls. Whereas now, I mean, I can tell Siri to call somebody while I'm in my car driving. You know, I mean, it's crazy the things that we can do. Yeah. And so we have a you know, we're kind of spoiled financially. Um, we have more time on our hands. And so this cult, this generation has this like, now I want to feel good. You know, whereas the generation before, I don't think necessarily thought so much about that. I think they were just go, go, go. And now we're like, well, we don't have to go, go, go all the time. I want everybody to feel good. And it's like, but we're here. Yeah. And it may be a little hippy dippy to our parents. But the fact of the matter is we're here. Yeah. And especially considering the fact that we, you and I, and we work in a fashion based we work in a uh, creative industry full of creative entrepreneurs who are very touchy feely i mean you kind of got to embrace that like familial rah rah like you said yeah. and there's a reason for it and i think people perform better psychologically people go oh i belong and i'm happy and i'm feeling good and you have to feel like i belong to something that matters because if you're just doing it if it's just a means to an end with a paycheck, then and you can get a paycheck anywhere these days. So you, if you're coming here, you got to go. Hey, what you're doing makes a difference. What you're doing matters. We care about you. You have there's a, an effect in what your actions and they make, and and we're happy that you're here. And I don't, I get the differences because I work with with people on both sides of the generational gap. But I, without taking anything away from what worked before, I would suggest that. If you had to, if he had to start it all over again, that style wouldn't work now. I don't think so. I yeah. don't think so. And, and, and I don't know him, so that's yeah. not a personal. No, 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 no. I want to be careful there, but well, I mean, I think you, you know, you watch the news any day of the week, and you watch the sports news with all the people getting in trouble and, and this and that. And oh that. yeah. And I, you know, that's just it. Just don't work like it used to. Um, and, but uh, you know. I think it's it's happening, and all. And I, one thing I do want to say, we already kind of touched on it a second ago. But a lot of the people that have been here, their their numbers are like thirteen years, seventeen years. Norma, who does all the weddings and everything, you you know her, mm -hmm. has it's like twenty six years. She used oh to work my with gosh. my dad in the old yeah. days, doing the doing the catering Man. off premise. And um, good thing we're not even that old. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, no, it's been fun. Um, it's been fun, and I'm excited for. What Did you have to hear? Was there like a transition to where you had to hear? Well, your dad didn't do it like that. No, that I, never got thrown up. No, that's a, that's something that I hear from Employees? kids taking oh. over. You know, slowly taking over a business. There's a little bit of comparison, but you didn't deal with that. No, that's no, nice. No. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't think that's that's one thing. I don't. I'm. Me and my wife talked about this the other day. I'm kind of newly married again. Two kids. Um, running the family side of things I, I, that's one thing we didn't even touch on but I think that's one of those things that gives you that drive to why you're here what what's what's my why why mm -hmm. why am I here you said kind of not go 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 I'm and I am go 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 and we're here I spend a lot of time here um, well but you know what I mean yeah, it took longer yeah, to yeah, do yeah simple things but the but the wife two kids and sometimes I'll go home and say man I, I 
I, I would do it different yeah. if it was mine. Yeah. And man, I come home a little bit upset and, and, uh, and I, and I, and I would do things just a little different, but the, the thing I get, she, she, she brought me in one a, a while back. She said something along the lines of like, well, maybe it's not your turn yet because we got a seven and a nine year old at sure. home yeah. and, and you're not have to be there. 24 hours seven days a week we got we still got time to focus in on these two kids we have here um one thing i heard just recently it said you don't have to take charge you don't i'm sorry you don't have to be in charge to take charge and so Mm. i'm not there yet but i can take i can take charge oh yeah and so that's one thing that's i've been that ing i'm becoming yeah um that more of a leader and more of a Good for you. Well, anybody with emotional ownership over something, yeah. you know, can can make a big difference. And especially you guys are not big, like you said, you're not a yeah. big company by any means. But I mean, compared to say us <laughs> and a lot of other yeah. small, little bitty one man, one woman bands in this industry, yeah. um, you handle a lot more. Uh, than the rest of us. I mean, my team is five people and yeah. not full time. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's just it's just me and my wife full time, and we have somebody in the office uh, uh, production on the the photography side and customer service on the company side, and and uh, so it's a little bitty yeah. compared to the the ship that you run. Yeah. Well, how you know with all the transitions? So you've you've gone from one thing to another, and and that's amazing. Your family's done a great job. How have you, as this transition, as these as this evolution has gone and happened, how have you kept uh, the brand um, going out cleanly to the different vendors? How have you kept business coming in, going, oh, I know who you are. I heard about you, and I want X, Y, Z. Well, that's a that's a that's a great question, and I think the answer is probably just putting. That going back to that grind mm. and doing a good job for every event that you do mm. and keeping the customer always as the, probably the first priority and having that's the space is clean. Mm. It's when the when the customer walks into the event, it's what they asked for it to look like mm. uh, and having good food, having I think customer service probably being the number one, um, really taking over as much as you can out of that customer having to do on their own. And doing that for them, uh, it's funny. We go back to Facebook review. I, I look at Facebook reviews almost daily, and there is tons out there. And there's a couple negatives that I focus probably too much time on. Of course, but yeah. it's the f- couple things on the food, couple things with the parking lot, which we are we already know. Um, but then four or five negative and a 250 positive, and Jeez. it's typically always the customer service. Mm-hmm. They were great to work with place was clean Mm -hmm. you know um and you just do a good job you do a good job at what you do and um i think the word of mouth spreads Mm -hmm. one thing i want to tell you we didn't touch on just yet we about three years ago we had the chance to hire a man named ken klein Mm -hmm. he used to work for uh time warner sports park it was called time warner sports park for a little bit it was called uh um wetmore on Uh ansira sports park at one time it was called that uh, and he did all their company picnics and uh, a lot of company picnics out there was the main focus out there ran some volleyball leagues and softball leagues and uh, that place got bought out by the Northeast Independent School District right. mm-hmm. uh, when that bought, bought out we had the opportunity just to meet that man talk to him a little bit and we hired him to bring all that business 
to Padrati's Ranch. Wow. So in the last three years, that was one thing you asked earlier, where do, where do, you, where do I attest or where do I come into the success here? Sure. And I would definitely point a finger back to him um, because these last three years, he's probably bought 50, 60 company events, 10 project graduations a wow. year, something like that. And not just on the dollar-wise there. Yeah. I hope that your listeners kind of get this as the dollars there even if there was no dollars at any one of those events, it was probably worth doing. And there was dollars. Sure. But even if there was none, it was probably worth doing because that might have been an extra 30, 40, 50,000 people just walking in the door. Yeah. And walking out. Getting and to know who you are. That's yeah. the getting to know. Sometimes you do events and you don't do them for the money. Mm-hmm. You do them for that exposure. Mm-hmm. And I... I'll be honest. I hate getting those calls. Somebody saying, "Hey, I can bring oh, all right. these. Pe- Come on, will you do this for? Do help me you out. Can help put me. us in your portfolio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But man. there yeah. are some situations that 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 does that. It is right. But well, I mean, it's the old. You can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about it, yep. uh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. So yeah, that kind of visibility is huge. Yeah, and that's been a big. That's been a big. I, I, I didn't want to forget leaving that out. That that's been a big part of our success in the last three years. What do you feel like is the hardest thing, like personally? What, what did What have you had to face business wise? This is not meant to get into some dark rabbit hole of your own, but yeah. um, unless that's what you faced, no. but what, what is it that you faced that you've gone, okay, I had to overcome this within myself, or I've had to face something business-wise, you know, that sounds like an interview question, I apologize, but but it interests me because you, you're so well-versed with this business because you grew up with it, and you're educated in business, and, you know, you've had so much experience. What do you feel like, you know, you've had to overcome? I think, and I'll be honest, this is, I, I I sat one night here really thinking about a lot of things. We were talking with a, a friend and, and sitting there just chatting, talking about it. And it was funny. We got, we got, on, a, we got on a topic that we said, man, I, I really, it really hit me in the face, was that I'm 34 years old. Mm. That next person in line, and I don't want to say above me or below me, but the next manager type age was 54 years old. Mm-hmm. My dad's 77 years old. Mm-hmm. Ken Klein that came in is in his 50s or so. Sure. Um, there's workers and staff that are closer to my age, but before Adrian, man, I don't know if anybody really understood sure. where my vision sees and thinks, and 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 our generation just sees things differently. Kind of an old boys club. And I think that's been something to overcome is like those old mentalities and the old ways of doing things. I've seen where other people here are kind of trapped and stuck in those ways. Yeah. And sometimes I stand up against it and I and I'm trying yeah. to be a little different and trying to um make things better here and and you know just organize things yeah. differently and probably put some different paths in place, but it's hard to overcome that when it's been that way. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it's been here for for 20 years uh, and it's not going to change people people around here sometimes say it's not going to change and but now That's hiring so hiring yeah. Adrian has been a huge step um, you know we're, we're, we're doing things a little yeah. differently and I don't think somebody told me this the other day talking about my dad you you can't hit somebody you can't expect somebody to drink out of a fire hose uh-huh. So give them a little bit at a time, right. a little bit at a time, yeah. and the little changes. Maybe have a ten-year goal, yeah. a ten-year goal, 
and those little changes on a timeline that lead to that 10-year big change, but it was little things at a time. You make little strides, and five years down the road, 10 years back, you look backwards and say, mm-hmm. this is where, we, want, this is where we want it to be. Yeah, yeah. And I can already see, in, well, you, you asked me earlier about what's different. And I go back to thinking, did I have any part of that? Yeah. 10 years back, did I have any part of getting yeah. here today? I think the answer is yes. Sure. Um, but it, but when you really, it, that's hard for me because yeah. I want to hit somebody with a fire hose. Oh, for I sure. Wanna, I, I got, got all, ideas. Oh, and, man. Yeah. Wanna, but when you start thinking about things like that, you, you can't do it. Um, a little bit of leadership stuff, too, just I've been reading is um, a great leader can't go out and lead a huge group of people if they can't even lead themselves first. So that's, that's right. been one thing organize yourself first Mm -hmm. organize your ideas here Mm -hmm. put stuff on paper if i'm going to go present something to we don't have a board but if i'm going to go present something down to norma ken louie my mom yeah we got a new consultant kind of helping us out hey bring some documents and make it don't just come in there with all the ideas in your head and it's all over the place right and that's run this thing a little bit more professionally Mm -hmm. you know organize ideas out on a paper first and have maybe some back backup uh, numbers to go with that, yeah. and they're probably gonna listen. Yeah, <laughs> that way. Yeah, versus going down there yelling and screaming. If you're going down there yelling and screaming, I am the leader. Yeah, who's following you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you look behind you, nobody's there. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Bridging the gap between generations is really tough, and I I haven't faced that yet because I'm not quite old enough for that. Um, but I think about the people who came in. It's very tough to to completely respect somebody who comes in has never done what I've done but tries to tell me that they could run what I've built better than I could that's what I hear yeah right yeah I know that's probably not even the way it's meant so it has to be that's my own ego which egos are fragile and and my own insecurities and and I don't want anybody to point out mistakes that I've made so I try to put myself in that position and go well but if that person came in and acknowledged Oh my God, you, this has been done so well. And sometime I want to look at some of these other things. I mean, I, I, I but you have the added, um, you know, interesting factor of it being your parents, and and they watch you grow from a little kid, and they've seen every stumble and every mistake that you've made. And it's very tough for a parent to ever let you grow past a certain maturity level in their own minds. And so that's a that's a you deal with a lot of weird stuff when it comes emotionally bridging that gap of generations that have you ever heard of the the baby butt syndrome the powdered butt syndrome there you go. yeah okay. yeah there you go yeah. yeah yeah if they've changed your diapers it's hard to take it seriously <laughs> like oh sure you're a grown man anthony you somebody, go run along and play <laughs> somebody told me that a while back and it, it, yeah. it all these little nuggets have made a lot of sense yeah, over sure. over time. It's yeah. taken me, and that's just maturity too. I, t- I told you. I mean, I, I'm still growing. I, I I hope I never stop growing. Um, but just always thinking and, and and having a different attitude with a different perspective. There's been the Homer Simpson moments here, a hundred percent. Sure. Uh, uh, oh yeah. You know, but we're making it. We're still here. You said it. We're still here, and this is where we're well, at. Well, not only here, but it sounds like thriving. And and you know. Uh, Whatever, whatever you know, weirdness that you do have to deal with, which we all do. You have a good foundation. Sounds like uh, your dad was, and, and mom. I don't know your mom at all. You and you talk more about your yeah. dad. Sounds like they were hard workers and sharp as hell. Yeah. And they, they, you know, they've left you 
a legacy of, of continuing on with this business, which yep. is huge. Yep. So you got a lot going for you, yep. and you're sharp. Yep. And you know, real quick, brag on your wife and kids a little bit. I I don't I haven't met them. Yeah. I just knew yeah. that it happened. Yeah, my uh, we got married about a year and a couple weeks ago because we just celebrated our first anniversary. Awesome. Um, my wife Michelle, uh, we met three years back and kind of started doing the dating thing again. I was, uh, and we 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 have two kids. And possibly another one, maybe on the coming soon, maybe, wow. maybe. But uh, we just been, we've been, we've been, re- we've been really thriving just as much at home. Um, just as I think that's part of it. I think that's that's one thing here as well with employees and things like that. You, that family is important mm-hmm. and time away. That's that's one thing as well. And you got to take yourself out of this place every now and then to spend time doing doing some things, getting out of town or even. Maybe before the summer's over, we're gonna maybe try to get to Hyde Hill Country Resort. Just cool that big. Yeah, you gotta rejuvenate. Yeah, yep, yep. And uh, we're the good. world gets too small. Oh, if yeah. you live in yep. one place at all yep. the time. Uh, yep. Well, that's cool. Well, two things. Then I know you gotta go. I'll let you get the hell out of here. Do you have any thoughts, any particular advice that you would go to anybody who wants to be Anthony when they grow up? Oh, man. Um, you know, if they want to run a, if they want to start a venue, they want to run a business like this. I mean, you know, through no fault of your own, you were kind of born into this, but yeah. you have such a, I mean, like I said, you the experience that you have puts you in a unique position to give advice. I'd love yeah. to hear it. Yeah. I think over the past, you know, few years, I think I've figured it out is that, and not, not figured it out, but knowing what you're selling. Knowing mm. what you're trying to get out there. That, that's one story I wanted to, uh, to tell. We, I get the opportunity a lot of the times. A company will come in and bring a speaker in to talk, and mm. sometimes they're good, sometimes they're terrible. Right. But that's always kind of cool. If there's somebody there that's going to give, that's kind of motivational or just giving information, that's always fun to be a part of. And I get to just, maybe these people paid a lot of money, or maybe they didn't, or maybe it's just a company that's getting a rah, rah, rah for themselves, but I get to walk in there and sit down and oh, that's cool. kind of hear some of that too. Uh, a recent event had, the, she used to be the CEO of CPS Energy. Wow. And uh, But she had moved on and now she's doing something huge for the city, but she mm. was given to speak to all these women. It was on Women's Day and we did a big thing here for Accenture. How cool. Um, and, but she came in and that's what she said. She said, finally, it hit her, it hit her one day that she said, she figured out that she was, um, her job was to keep the lights on and the energy on at all these places in town so that they could be doing their work. Mm-hmm. They could be doing their thing. That's all her goal. That's all she yeah. needed to be doing was to keep the lights on yeah. at businesses and places this and that. And that changed her whole perspective. And that made me think of the, what do we sell here? What's our goal? What's our objective here? And if somebody was starting, um, fresh and new. Come Can in. I just jump in because I want to clarify because you brought this up a couple times. Where was the, because it sounds like you had some paradigm shift. Where was that? You were, you feel like spreading yourself too thin, going a bunch of different directions and you needed a more laser focus? I think that's, I think, don't, don't you think that sometimes uh, you get to the point where it's that, it's that old example of you're throwing everything at the wall and you're just seeing which one sticks? Sure. You know, and I think probably five, the, the Anthony question uh, eight years ago, five years ago, something like that. We probably did a lot of that. Mm. Um, just saying yes to so many things. Just yeah, you didn't know. I I didn't know really what I really wanted to focus and okay. sell. Yeah. Um, if we we in 2010 we had a, somebody come in and try to help us a little bit, and we did pie charts. This is a funny story. We did pie charts and. C- Christmas parties was a huge chunk of that pie chart oh. because in I'll just 
now it's probably not as big, but in that particular time and moment, uh, it was maybe um, 30% of our yearly income. Holy cow. And probably... In one month? In three weeks, because nobody's having parties in the <laughs> 25th. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and so I sit there, and I'm at this round table, and I say, man, we need more Christmas parties. And the guy goes... You're an idiot. You, where are you going to put them? Where? What? What time do you have yeah. for more Christmas parties? And I go. But play to your strengths, right? Come on. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. He's right. So, but in that moment, he said, "What about all these Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, yeah. and Fridays?" And I said, "Boom." And that's that's around the 2010 that I said daytime meetings is where we need to put focus. Yeah. Now you start going out looking at daytime meetings, and typically budgets are sure, lower. Tough. Lower there. That's a tougher sell. Um, but. Uh, that 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 changed that changed some shift of thinking of to where can we fill more dates if it, we're just like a Southwest airline plane once that plane takes off and goes and they're they they missed four or five seats they lost on that money yeah once did that 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 day comes and goes here and we didn't we turned all the lights on and nobody came and walked in the door you know that's just kind of come and gone so right. we've been trying to kind of focus in on what we really that's that's one thing we're focusing in more on targeted markets. Um, Weddings, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the daytime meetings, picnics, Christmas, that's the corporate, huge. Mm-hmm. Conventions, huge. And then there's other stuff underlying that. Sure. But um, not saying yes to everything that gotcha. calls anymore. If it's a $1,000 uh, deal and, you know, trying to say, you know, we'll get there. That's your, not your target client. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I totally threw you off your, your, your direction. Please continue. What, what, I'm, I'm even... <laughs> so you had just gotten through saying... Um, that uh, I interrupted you because you had brought up again oh, figuring uh, yeah, out yeah. what we sell. Um, yeah, the lady from the CPS Energy saying, "Man, that that's what yeah. that, that was her job to 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 keep people lights on." And I figured at that point that's what we needed to be a little bit more honed in on. Um, what you know, what do we sell here? Going back to giving somebody, I think, advice is where probably we we left off is. Mm-hmm. One more thing, I'll say a second Do, piece, piece of that. The question is being unique and doing something different than not everybody's doing. My dad would probably go down the line to say, don't reinvent the wheel. Just see what somebody else has done and been successful and do the same thing. Sure. I think that works in some cases, but in the event industry mm-hmm. where we're at in um, people coming to you with ideas and Adrian's been a huge part of this success is coming up with ideas that are different that nobody's doing out there mm-hmm. um, yet and we can say look at this what we have to sell you here this could be a type of event that you do here and there's nobody else doing something like that in town yeah. and that's been a big a lot of people well even um, I'm going to mess this name up because I, it was a while ago that I read it 23 irrefutable laws of marketing right have you read that no. I mean, it 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 said, and that was a generation ago that yeah. it was written, and it says, "Don't figure out who's number one and go duplicate that. You got to figure out what market is number one not getting, yeah. and that's what you need to attack because yeah. you're never going to be number one uh, against the company that's already doing." So, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think you're dead on. Fine, and yeah. especially yeah. in an ever changing, ever uh, evolving industry like yeah. this. Yeah. Last thing, and then and then you can kick me out. Um, uh, for people planning events, do you have any go-to stock like, hey, here's a great way to get started? 
because for people who don't, you know, we're in the industry, we know kind of the ins and outs and the people to call, but anybody just Googling, you know, their, their, their mom planning a quinceanera, bride planning a wedding, whomever, Googling, okay, how do I even get this ball rolling? What do I do? What, what kind of advice do you give people? T- top recommendation would definitely be using Besides event- hire Petronas. No, 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 no. Use an event planner if you if that's in the budget you can afford that. Use an event planner to help you out. Um, you 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 meant to say call Moments and Milestones. That's what I meant to say. And hire yeah, their event yeah, planner. Yeah, I fixed that yeah, for you. Yeah. yeah. Call Moments and Milestones and use their event planner. Yeah. Um, because that will eliminate tons of headaches and tons of deposit checks that have to be written by this particular time yeah. and tons of timeline issues and. Um, we see it all the time where a bride or a quince or something comes in and they book their own DJ and they book their own linen company and they book their own, they're doing their own centerpieces themselves, this and that. And I told you, they're running around the day like oh, yeah, a chicken with nuts. their head cut yeah. off and they had no idea what they got themselves into mm-hmm. and they, they're not. They play hostess. They, they, they're the ones that say at the end of the, at, before the event even starts, I just can't wait for this to be over. Yes. And I hate hearing that. Yes. You paid. 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 for this, whatever they paid, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you paid five or you paid 50. If you paid that much money for this event one day, yeah. why in the hell would your response be, I can't wait for this day to be over? Yeah. And how many times do you hear it that? It is literally about everybody else now. How many times do you hear that? More times than I care to. And so yeah. have somebody else do that running around yeah. for you. An event planner is key or find a venue that does offer you um, some some help there, a little bit of help along the yeah. way. I, I, I love to get a shout-out here where shout-outs are, 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 are welcome. Please. The Gardens at Old Town Helotus, that's a huge, big competitor of ours, wedding venue. They do a fantastic job with a lady there named Vicky. That's the owner's daughter Vicky's as well. Vicky's my buddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, that they take over and they put a lot of the pieces mm-hmm. of the pie mm-hmm. together for a bride and that that is such a big key um there uh, another thing hire professionals yes if you look on i guarantee i know for a fact you can go on craigslist and you can find a dj that's going to save you two or three hundred dollars mm-hmm. but if you were my client sitting right across the board, I'd tell you a DJ for sure, 100% can make or break your entire... Oh, it's all your energy. Your DJ can make yeah. or break your entire show. And the DJ cost on your $10,000 wedding is about 7% of mm-hmm. your show. Mm-hmm. But so on a, on why not spend 700 instead of spending 400 Can I ask, uh, what do you call a pro? Like, I mean, if somebody, okay, will hire a pro, does that just mean expensive? What does that mean? Well, I guess what's the definition of a professional? Well, yeah, somebody, I'm not trying to get too, <laughs> no, no, like, Somebody who semantics. makes money? Somebody yeah. who makes money doing it, so. Okay, there you all go. These, somebody who, like, does this for a living. All the people on Craigslist, I guess, are pros. Do but... you tell people, like, Dan, stay away from part-timers? Is that fair? Is that good advice? Or nah? <sighs> we have a preferred list on our own website, and it's sure. probably not the most up-to-date on there, but we, I think it's okay, the preferred list we have, and any of those people would be a good start. Sure, yeah. Um, ask other people around. Have you used them? Ask if you're calling and you're booking a a, 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 a vendor for entertainment. Yeah. Maybe ask for a couple recommendations. Yes. If they can't give you one, that might be an idea possibly not to use them. <laughs> um, I would check out websites. Yes. Check out Facebook reviews. Check yes. out Google reviews. Um, you know, and I'm a big proponent of the sales experience, even before I meet the people. Like yeah. I want to be, I want to be 
drawn in by your site, by your social media. I want to feel the culture of yeah. your business yeah. before I even meet you. Then I want that confirmation when I meet you. Because yeah. then I'm assuming if you put that much into the experience, I'm hoping yeah. that your production experience is yeah. going to be just as good. Yeah, yeah. yeah we very, were, very rarely do we get to be on the buying side of, of these sure. things. But when we do, that's what's tricky. Yeah. We know, we know kind of what oh, to yeah. look for. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I, I, I just hope that you know, today, if, if I give any advice, I can help somebody make good choices like that. Because I know you hear them too, too. We hate to hear the horror stories that come in, but you hear it every yes. day. That we were there last year, and yes. you wouldn't believe they didn't do this, they didn't do that. Um, set up days, that's one thing we try to give clients a little bit of leeway. If we have the space available, we're ready and willing to leave, give a set up day so you're not there the day of bringing all your stuff in. That's yep. corporate weddings, anything there. Um, but uh, communication, just communicating what your expectations are to whatever service you're hiring um, and being upfront with the expectations. Yes. Because then that makes it, I'll tell you what, my clients that are easier to work with, I knew exactly what they wanted. Yep. And I try to go above and beyond that, but yeah. I at least are going to meet their expectations. People feel nervous and they keep so much information close to the vest. Like it's not a, we're not playing games. We're not like in some big business negotiation. Yeah. I just need to know, can we do what you want yeah. and can we hit your budget? Yeah. That's It's pretty clear. Yeah, pretty clear. Anthony, you've been so generous with your time. Thank you. Yes, I sincerely appreciate it. And um, you good? Anything yes. you want to promote? Well, I guess one. Um, well, tell us. Yeah, yeah. The, we do an event every year here called the Small Business Holiday Party. Okay. Um, what we do is, this has been about a 10-year uh, uh tenure gig over here and what the idea is we bring a lot of small companies that are in and around we started the Holotus area and we've expanded into San Antonio as well uh, but if you had a company of five uh -huh. I wonder if you know any companies of five oh but, I'll, I'll look some up <laughs> but uh, you could come to the event and nice. you get a table to sit with all your employees and we put your name on there and everything like that you eat dinner all together uh, and then at the event is about 25 other companies of some are 20, some are 90, some are 30, some are 40. Uh, but you share that experience of a Christmas party uh, with a casino night, mm -hmm. live band, photo booth. It's a cash bar, uh, awesome cuisine, uh, Padrati space, decor, holiday, you know, pictures, everything like that. Mm -hmm. Great opportunity. And it only ends up being about $49 per person. Nice. So a company of 10 is about 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee there's no place in San Antonio that you can take 10 people for $500 to get a, a night like this. A night like that. I believe it's, it. It's the best, it's the best uh, Christmas party that we do all year round. When is it? December, Friday, December 14th. Nice. Uh, and we are already taking reservations. We're already booking. We Last year we opened it up to sponsorship, mm -hmm. and we got uh, we filled every sponsorship Beautiful. last year. This year we've already got two sponsorships sold, and we're already taking reservations. So That's uh, awesome. It's a nice event. It's fun. The casino's fun. I'd love to get more information emailed to me because I'll put it on our website, yeah, and we'll yeah. put it in the show notes for this yeah, blog. Cool. We'll, we'll push it. That's yeah, great. That's an awesome thing. I got a video from uh, last year, too, nice. to send out, and it's just so much fun. Cool. All right, man. Yeah. You feel good? Yeah. All right. Let's cut it.